Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Don Q, today's Friday, 6923. Alright, how's it going today? It's Friday. Made it through another week. How's everybody doing out there today? That's great. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> uh, had a little mishap at the gym this mor- uh, this afternoon, this morning. It was before noon, but nonetheless. Yeah, a little, little fight with the cable and the bar. Hit me right in the fucking face. Did not feel good, but I'm all right. I'll live. All right. So, I want to get through some of the business real quick because I want to get back into this show, finish up the uh, hoax of the century, and I want to get it done today. I don't want to drag this on. Uh, Also have a little bit of breaking news from last night and then into this morning, which actually kind of coincides with this whole situation. So, real quick, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys, please, number one, please, Follow the show, subscribe to the show, whatever the podcast option on the app that you're listening to this on, go ahead and hit that button. It doesn't cost you a dime. I don't have a Patreon. I don't make you pay for anything. This is just uh, a free show, and it's it's great. It's 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 well worth the money, right? Because it, it's free. So, um, also, guys, check us out on social media if you are so inclined. Uh, check us out at Don't Tread on America. On Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And if you are on the Twitter machine, and we are at DTOM underscore 1775. If you're not on social media, that's fine. I don't blame you. Uh, check us out at on our website at don'ttreadonamerica.com 
from any of those locations, you can message the the show. You can email us. You can subscribe. You can follow us. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, things going on in your area, whether you live in this country or not, uh, guys, send us anything you have, and we will check into it and see what we can do for you. All right, on to uh, uh, on to the show, right? Would you admit that, it's uh, a circum? All you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that, uh, and I can't go into the particulars. But there is more than circumstantial evidence now. Some real evidence is coming forward that just can't be ignored. Russian collusion. Sort of collusion. Possible collusion. Possible collusion. Collusion. Prove collusion. Have Democrats found any evidence of collusion? Uh, yes, we have. Cold, hard evidence. Clear evidence. The evidence is quite overwhelming on this. Bombshell. Bombshell. Bombshell report. The BuzzFeed bombshell. Was there collusion? Absolutely. Collusion. What do the Russians have? There is something that's going to come out about Russia. Bombshell. Bombshell. Steel dossier. Steel dossier. What's in the steel dossier? Of a size and scope probably beyond Watergate. Worse than Watergate. The Watergate moment. Desecration of our democracy, not seen since Watergate. Bombshell. Yes, we have. Gallup showed that in 2014, 62% of Republicans had a favorable view of the agency. Now it's 29%. What can be done to correct that? And what if it doesn't change? What happens? Well, it will change. The FBI will be fine in the long run. This fever around Donald Trump in the MAGA world will eventually break, but it's become somehow a nutty article of faith that the FBI is out to get Republicans. If you'd asked people 20 years ago whether that would someday be the accusation, they'd say that's nuts. It's nuts, but it will pass. Will it? Here's the thing about all of this whole crap. And the reason I play those clips, the last two shows, this show and the last show, was because, um, (laughs) well, you all understand what I'm talking about here. Basically, as we progress into this show, um, you'll understand that for, well, 2016, when a lot of this started during the, the election cycle of Trump versus Clinton, and then after she lost, the left became unhinged. And we've been dealing with this now for seven years. So on the show I did the other day, I we started the uh, hoax of the century. And I'm trying to help you to understand the hoax of the century as it continues. This isn't, oh, it was four years and he's out of office and it's a done deal. No. This this is a never-ending story. So there's 13 steps to this hoax, and we're going to run through the rest of them. We covered one step. We have 12 more to go. But uh, I'm going to try and, and breeze through them. So step number two, step one, I should say, was what we covered the other day, was the Russiaphobia and the contemporary, the origins of the contemporary of disinformation. So... We get into Trump's election. And of course, the whole time after he was elected, 
Hillary Clinton did nothing but blame Facebook and social media. And then they tried to tie that into Russian disinformation, that you had Russian bots, essentially, paying for ads on Facebook and, and doing stuff on Twitter that caused the American public to vote for Trump. No one thought Trump was a normal politician. Being an ogre, Trump horrified millions of Americans who felt a personal betrayal in the possibility that he could occupy the same office held by Washington and Lincoln. Trump also threatened the business interests of most powerful sectors of society. It was the latter offensive rather than his putative racism or flagrant unpresidentialism that sent the ruling class into a state of oplexity. Let me get some music playing here because I, I know I got a little background noise here. Let me. Of course, we're going to have a fucking commercial. I swear to fucking God. You know, I fucking did this shit earlier and now here we go. God bless America. All right. <laughs> Given his focus in office on lowering the corporate tax rate, it's easy to forget the Republicans, officials, and the party's donor class saw Trump as a dangerous radical who threatened their business ties with China. Now, why is that? Now, we talked about this before. Trump could not be controlled by the donor class, by the corporations, by the deep state. Okay? And, okay, and I'll be the first to tell you guys, and I've said this before, in 2016, when you had, I got, I think it was about 20 Republicans running for office at the time, and I can't even begin to try and name them all, and I'm not going to try. During the primaries, I was on Ted Cruz's team. I was going to, I voted for him in the primaries. I said, that's your guy. You know, I would have liked Rand Paul. I just, I like everything Rand Paul has to say and had to say, but I really didn't think he was going to get the push which he didn't, obviously, because he's got that, his daddy's mentality, right? Um, I thought Cruz stood a better chance, and obviously, I was wrong. <laughs> um, and I honestly didn't take Trump seriously, you know? Now, when Trump won the, the primary and was running, it was him versus Clinton, I, there was no way in hell I was voting for her. And I wasn't not going to vote. And if you want to say elections are rigged, if you want to say everything's predetermined, if you want to say that Biden winning was a was a case of they weren't going to let Trump win, okay, that's fine. We can have that discussion. And I'm not going to probably argue a whole lot with you. I will also say that there's, there's a lot of different arguments in the fact that everything's predetermined and Trump is just an agent of chaos. Okay, we can have that conversation too. But let's base this on the facts that the reason I don't believe Trump is an agent of chaos and he was placed to do the things he did, I don't think, I, I think if that were true and once he lost to Biden, it would be a done deal, right? He served his purpose, so to speak. The fact that for four years of his presidency, they did nothing but go after this man and continue to do so two plus years after him being out of office, almost two and a half years now, and they are still going after him. Why? Why are they still going after him? Because he's running again. 
74 million people voted for him. The most amount of votes any president or a person running for president has gotten other than Biden. A little suspicious, I'm sure. But they made sure that that wasn't going to happen again. I believe, and it's been my personal belief, that in the 2016 election, Trump was an anomaly. It wasn't supposed to be Trump. It was either supposed to be Bush or Clinton. Why? Because we, we've talked about this before. That's the way it is. Even when Obama ran back in 08, it was, he fooled a lot of people. He fooled me. And how did he fool a lot of people? Because he said the right things and no one knew who the hell he was. But come to find out, he was part of the Bush machine. Same as the Clintons are. This is all a machine. This is all deep state. And they lost their freaking mind. Now, Trump wanted to unregulate some of the business aspects. He wanted to get away from China. He wanted to get away from NAFTA. He wanted to bring jobs back. He wanted to bring manufacturing jobs back to America, which he did. And he told companies like Ford and Apple and GM and whoever else that if you want to make your products here and sell your products here, we're going to give you tax breaks. Um, that didn't bode well with our foreign adversaries or partners, whatever you want to call them. Um, this phenomenon was not unique to Trump. If you recall, during the 2016 election, Bernie Sanders, right, we all knew who he was, or is, I shouldn't say, um, was also seen as a dangerous threat by the ruling class. But whereas the Democrats successfully sabotaged Sanders, now think about it. When it came down to Sanders and Clinton, Sanders was winning. He was polling much higher than she was. And then all of a sudden, he dropped out. Obviously, he was probably promised some things. He was probably, maybe he was, maybe he was threatened. I don't know. It was Clinton's to win. Once, once Trump beat Jeb and whoever else, it was, it was supposed to go to Hillary. And I, I mean, I voted for Trump. Hell, I even worked <laughs> on his campaign locally. Uh, to make sure <laughs> she was not going to win. That day, that Tuesday, I worked phones at the headquarters here in town and uh, came home. You know, I stayed up as late as I could and I went to bed. Next morning, I was off. I woke up. Son of a bitch, you won. <laughs> right? I was probably as, as surprised as everyone else. Um,. And then it was at that point that the shit started. You know, two days after Trump took office, and I tried to find this clip, but I, I couldn't. But, you know, you'll probably recall. You know, Senator Chuck Schumer told uh, Rachel Maddow that it was, you know, quote, really dumb of a new president, president to get on the bad side of the security agencies that were supposed to work for him. And he says this, quote, let me tell you, you take on the intelligent community. They have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. 
That was a quote. That was from Senator Chuck Schumer's mouth two days after Trump took office. Now, prior to Trump being sworn in, there was a lot of him bashing the FBI and the fake news and the and all this stuff. Then what happened shortly thereafter? Okay? You had Hillary losing her mind. You had prior to Trump taking office. So you figure the election was in November. You had a solid two months or so of Obama still being president. You had... During that time, Obama passed laws that supposedly went against uh, disinformation. And uh, actually, he passed, what was it called? The co, the American, American Doctrine of Co, or I'm sorry, Counterinsurgency Warfare, famously called for winning the hearts and minds. The idea is that victory against insurgent groups depends now this law was essentially passed um under the guise of counter intelligence uh and counter um going against uh um isis and whatnot they were trying to insinuate that this was a law that they needed to pass to fight uh isis being on social media and influencing people whatever when essentially this was a law passed to do what they did because it was shortly thereafter during the course of Trump's after the election or, you know, even before the election, they started spying on Trump's candidacy. If you recall him saying they're spying on my on my candidacy and they're like, oh, yeah, whatever, 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 you know, and some you know, they were. <laughs> I mean, you say what you want about Trump. OK, like him, love him hate him whatever the fact of the matter is he's said more truths than he's lied about now obviously he's so boisterous in the way he says things you don't want to believe him but eventually it seems to come about and like i said i'm not sitting here saying trump's the best ever he needs to be president again the thing that makes me interested in trump being president again is what's going to happen Um, you had the Steele dossier come out and all of this was based on lies. We just had the Durham report finally come out a couple weeks ago and he said it was all made up. It was all bullshit. It was all lies. I mean, news are the obvious. And <laughs> in the meantime, all of this was 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 funneled through um, the internet, through uh, Facebook, I should say, not the internet, but so much social medias. So, for example, okay, I'm I'm nobody. Who the fuck am I, right? I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. Granted, at the time, did not have a podcast. I was on Facebook. I was on um, Twitter. I had, you know, a few hundred friends on Facebook and a few hundred followers on Twitter. Nothing to brag about. Okay, but I belonged to belonged. I belonged to certain groups on both of these prof, on both of these uh, things. 
Now, the groups I belong to, not like there was thousands of hundreds of thousands of whatever people. It was, you know, in Florida, I had a, we had a Florida Patriots group. There was a three percenters group. Okay. It's not that we went out and marched and we went in J6 or anything like that. It wasn't nothing like that. It was just a bunch of old fucking dudes talking about shit and what are we going to do if shit hits the fan? Okay. And some of those, a lot of those groups was prior to Trump, before even the presidency. It was in the middle of Obama's, uh, Obama's, um, you know, a presidency. Uh, when all of this stuff took place just after the election, you know, Facebook went through and started really monitoring the shit out of stuff. So one day I wake up and all of a sudden, boom, I'm kicked off of Facebook and Twitter. No reasons given. None. Not like you belong to a group. And it was it was interesting because one of the groups that I belonged to, everyone that was in that group, a couple of guys I went to school with, we were all kicked off of Facebook. For, for no reason other than belonging to a group. Not that in this group we talked about doing anything crazy. It was mainly we talked about we talked shit essentially some memes here some jokes there boom kicked off twitter i never i mean i never really even got on there and tweeted it's not like i went on there and started saying oh this that and the other thing nothing a hashtag got me kicked off of twitter but in the meantime the left or the deep state. I don't even want to just say the left. I don't even want to just say that this is the Democrats going after Trump. This isn't. This is this is bigger than that. Go after him based on Twitter, Facebook, online accounts, whatever. And it's 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 very upsetting and it's very scary to know that if they can do this to a president and then former president and then a person running for president, what are they doing to you? Right? You know, once upon a time, the internet was going to save the world back in the nineties. Um, you know, they popularized the idea of the Internet as technology for maximizing human potential and spreading democracy. Even the Clinton administration in 97, a framework for global electronic commerce, put forth the vision. The Internet is a medium that has a tremendous potential for promoting individual freedom and individual empowerment. And therefore, where possible, the individual should be left in control of the way in which he or she uses this medium. The smart people of the West mocked the naive efforts in other parts of the world to control the flow of information. So, if you guys recall, if you're my age, if you're in your late 40s to early 60s, when the internet kind of boomed in the late 90s, right? Everyone had AOL, right? Oh, you've got mail, right? So you dialed up. It was a pain in the ass, but you were on the internet. The the Clinton <laughs> administration, Bill Clinton, right? Hey, how's it going out there? Um, their belief was that 
being on the internet, now granted, back then there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, there was nothing like that. Um, if I recall properly, I you had what instant messenger was the, was the thing, right? But um, they believed in essentially your First Amendment right that the the uh, internet, using your computer and being on the internet, was a was part of your First Amendment rights to free speech, right? Now, I would also probably say that in 97, they didn't envision the computer becoming what it became. Because if you recall, um, back in those days, you probably had a big-ass desktop, you know, computer with the tower and whatever. And like I said, you had to do dial-up, uh, Wi-Fi, or Wi-Fi, but um, the uh, it was dial-up, uh, this I'm trying to think of the DSL, you know, uh, link up was, I don't want to say it wasn't, it was in the works. So obviously it was coming, but you didn't have smartphones. You didn't have the technology we have today. Hell, the technology we had 10 years ago, you didn't have in 97 in the mid, mid to late nineties. So I don't think... It was easy to say you're you're entitled to your First Amendment right on the internet because people didn't envision people sitting around a computer and saying whatever they wanted to say. Now, as time moved forward and the advent of what was it, MySpace first, and then like and then into Facebook and Twitter and, and all the stuff we have now and the smartphones, it's a lot easier to say whatever the fuck's on your mind to whoever wants to hear it. Right? Twenty years ago or 25 years ago, not so much. You get on Instant Messenger, and really the only people that could hear what you had to say are the people that you had on Instant Messenger. And, um, and I'm sure in 97, 95, 96, 97, the regular schmucks like us didn't really know what was coming. Now, I would assume that the president and people in the know probably knew that eventually we would have the technology we have today or they hoped to have the technology we have today but still i mean i guess you could kind of say this is uh clinton saying this that the internet is a meeting that has tremendous potential and promoting individual freedom and individual empowerment is almost like saying that oh the second amendment when they wrote the second amendment uh, the framers of that con- of that amendment in the Constitution didn't envision the power of weapons, you know, 200 years down the road. Okay. Okay. We can have that argument. The fact of the matter is, <laughs> if I'm on the Internet, if I'm on Facebook or whatever, I should have the right to say what I want. Now, your argument would also say, well, Facebook's a company and da-da-da, but they're not hold to, held to the standards. So it's like a double entendre, and it's not right they there's certain people that get on facebook and twitter and say what the hell they want you have politicians that can say and do whatever the hell they want but then when when other people do the same thing if they if they're not on the same team as those people then it's the bad thing and um i'm just trying to skim through these so essentially you had the internet dominated everything so you get into, and then they focused for four years. You had Russiagate, right? Constant, 
barrage of different Russian situations, whether it was the Russian uh, disinformation on the, on social media, whether it was uh, the PP hoax, whether it was the uh, just whatever. And, and it almost seems like everything, and, and I've never... I've never noticed as much as I've noticed in the last few years that everything that these people, whoever these people are, and I'm not saying the left, I'm not saying Democrats, I'm saying the deep state, these people, okay? The deep state isn't the left. It's not the right. It's all of them. If it's What, what did uh, George Carlin say back in the day? It's a big group and you ain't in it, right? back in 2012 when Romney was running against Obama uh, one of the debates they had I don't recall exactly what was said but I'm paraphrasing uh, Romney was talking about Russia being a formidable foe going forward into the you know next few years and so on and so forth um, not to say that I'm a Rom- Romney fan by any stretch of the imagination, but Obama's comment to him was the 1980s called they want their their uh, foreign policy back, right? But in essence, it's almost like the Obama administration and the 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 whoever took that idea and ran with it because. In 2012, no one was thinking nothing about Russia. Romney said what he said. But four years later, Russia's infiltrating the United States with false information and, and buying ads on, on uh, Facebook and, and fake bots on Twitter. And, and uh, they're controlling our election. But four years prior, you, you guys said that Russia was a third world country and they had no possibility of doing anything. In this country. So did they or didn't they? You had. um, You know FISA warrants. That allowed U.S. security agency. To begin spying on Trump. So you have the thing that Schumer says. Go against the securities agencies. And they have six ways to Sunday. To fuck you up. He didn't say fuck. I'm saying fuck. Fuck him. Isn't it interesting that when you have Chuck Schumer, the head of the Democratic Party in the Senate, right, say those words. Let me see if I can find them again. I'll read them exactly as they are. I probably won't be able to find them because I'm a moron. So hold on. Hold on. I know it's in here somewhere. It's in here somewhere. Come on. Where you at? He said stuff yeah this is I know it's riveting radio but anyway so when he said that you know they have six ways to Sunday to uh, to go against you and then magically enough you have the the um, FBI you have the CIA you have the CIA you have FISA warrants you have all this stuff even prior to Trump winning, you know, you have the Strzok and Page text. You had all these things going on. Surely Trump felt some sort of way about the FBI and whoever else because he knew what was going on. 
of course, no one wanted to believe him because as much as we can sit here and say Fox News has so many viewers, and I've said this before, so if uh, 20 million people watch the news every day, I'm just throwing out a number. It might be less, it might be more, whatever. If, if 20 million people are watching the news, okay, and you have, you have, let's say you have Fox, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, right? Those are your, your, your big boys. Now, I'm not talking about local news. Those are just your big boys. So let's say Fox has 5 million viewers out of 20, okay? But, and CNN has, let's, let's even give Fox more. We'll just, just for shits and giggles, we'll say Fox has uh, 8. We'll say they have 8 million viewers, Okay. We'll say three. CNN has three. Uh, so that's eleven. MSNBC has three. That's fourteen. Seventeen. Uh, one and two. Just you know, I'm just spitballing here. So, so if Fox has eight million viewers, you're like, okay, Fox is crushing CNN. They have eight million viewers. CNN only has you know three. MSNBC only has three. ABC only has three. The thing is this. All of those other places, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, and you know, whatever. Individually, yes, they probably have less viewership than Fox. And I'm probably giving Fox way too much credit, 8 million, but whatever. If of the 20 million people, and like I said, I'm just using numbers to give you an idea. If Fox has... A, uh, a a third, or not even a third. Let's say they have a quarter of the viewership. Okay, and they and they're on one side of the news. If they're pro Trump, okay, but you have CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, and you know all the other guys, left leaning news outlets, getting the other three quarters of the viewership, even though Fox may have more viewership than CNN individually, MSNBC individually. You see what I'm saying? As a group, those other networks, those other situations, has more. they have more viewership than Fox. Okay? So, in essence, what I'm getting at is, I have no idea. I've lost train of thought. I've totally... No, I'm done. If... if there's a narrative saying Trump is a piece of shit, okay? And three quarters of the left-leaning news media is saying that. Of the 20, however, 30, 40, 50, whatever million people watching the news every day, if only a quarter of those people are hearing what we feel is the truth, and the other three quarters is hearing the bullshit, then of course you're going to get the popular opinion of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? The problem is this, and this even comes to now with what's going on right now. If you, let's say you're not a Trump fan, okay? Let's say you're a Republican or a Libertarian for that matter, and you're not really a Trump fan, you you're not a Biden fan because you really feel like he's fucking shit up around here, and that's fine. Uh, you're not. You might have been a Trump fan, but you know he's so boisterous and he's unpresidential, and he says the things 
that shouldn't be said. And maybe you're thinking more of a Ron DeSantis or you're thinking of a, you know, whoever. You still have to look at the fact of what is happening to Trump is is not right. And even even if you're like a moderate Democrat and you're maybe not looking at Biden, but you're thinking of RFKJ, right? You're thinking of Robert Kennedy, right? And you're thinking, okay, you know, Biden's old. He's past his prime. I'm looking at Kennedy. You still have to look at what's going on. And, you, and for not for nothing, if you think Kennedy is your answer, you think whatever they did to Sanders and all these other people that had a following, because Kennedy's starting to pick up some followers, they're going to crush him. And when I say they, they're not going to do anything bad to him. They're just going to crush him. Just like they did Sanders and whoever else. It is it is what it is. Um, you have to look at the fact of what's happening to Trump. There's something going on here. And... <laughs> And you can make the argument. You could tell me right now. You could be talking to me through this podcast saying, well, it's because he's a liar. It's because he's a crook. It's because he's this. It's because he's that. Okay, that's fine. That's your opinion. You can't deny the fact that they constantly have gone after this man for seven plus years now. In the meantime... You had Hillary Clinton's server situation with classified uh, documents on her internet, or on her server, rather. And that she cleaned it with uh, bleach bit, and she smashed her blackberries, and she did this. Nothing. Those are internet situations, right? You have... um, And then she... And her her part her team whatever, uh, part of the whole steel dossier, it was shown that her campaign paid for the steel dossier. It was proven in court. These people admitted, but no, they were they, they were let off. Even in the Durham report, it was like, uh, yeah, they did this stuff, but I don't see any point for uh, for uh, charges to be pressed. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, they did it, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> you know, we talk about misinformation, and there was a war on disinformation in 2016, or just prior to Trump taking office. It was based around the Middle East, ISIS and Al-Qaeda and all that stuff. When essentially it was focused on on you guys, on us, not you guys, all of us. And, um, you know, the war on terror has never ended, but they've changed the focus to us, to, to, uh, what do they call it? Uh, I don't want to say home terrorists, but, uh, 
I don't know, the counter counter uh, strategic counterterrorism is focused on American citizens and the things that you say. Hell, I, you know, not that this podcast is is popular by any stretch of the imagination, but I guarantee you someone somewhere is listening to this to hear what I have to say just just out of curiosity. Okay? And I'm probably on a list. I'm no Joe Rogan by any stretch of the imagination. I get that. I don't pretend to be. But I also feel because of my logo, because of the things I say, because of the I don't give a shit factor of it. I mean, I could get on here and try and play princess and pretend to be something I'm not just to get the listeners. I, if I get, you know, a thousand listeners, a, 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 a sh, you know, a show. Cool. If I get 50 listeners a show, I'm fine with that, too. Because I'm here to just say the things that I want to say and get stuff off my mind because it gets frustrating to see the stuff that, that we see. Granted, there's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is talk about it. But, I mean, essentially... Oh, here you go. Domestic extremists. That's that's the word I was looking for. So... <laughs> Uh, and, and every time a person or a group of people disagrees with the left's ideology, okay, whether it's parents at a school board meeting in Virginia where it's, uh, you're going against the whole, uh, CRT and the, and the stuff, you know, that happened during COVID when the, the homeschooling took place, they were domestic terrorists they're domestic extremists but you know we can look at j6 for example those people were you know domestic terrorists and look what they did they took over the gov- the capital blah 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 in the meantime you have antifa and blm protesters for the last couple of years doing basically the same thing burning down federal courthouses in in portland those were just peaceful protest protesters. You <laughs> recently you've had uh, people take over state capitals in different states, in Tennessee and Oklahoma and wherever, protesting whatever. Same situation. Were these people arrested? Were these people federally charged? No. Now, am I going to sit here and tell you that there weren't some people during January sixth during the whole situation that weren't doing some bad things? No, I'm not going to say that that didn't happen. But I'm also going to argue that how many of those people were paid to be there? How many of those people were FBI or FBI informants? I was, there was a, I was listening to a show. And, uh, oh, it was Jimmy Dore. It was on uh, Tinfoil Hat. Jimmy Dore had said this and it, and I'm not it's paraphrasing. I don't know the exact words he said, but it, you know, he's talking about the uh, the the Whitmer kidnapping situation it's like you had 13 people involved in the whitmer kidnapping situation and nine of them were fbi so and like me and chris have had this conversation that uh and and i'm telling you guys this right now especially if you live in this country if if you belong to any groups okay or if you like to go shooting guns or if you listen to this podcast and if i ever finally get off my ass and decide to start doing some merchandise and you're wearing a t-shirt if someone you don't know, that you don't know well, 
approaches you and says, hey, you come and join our group. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Say, fuck you. Okay? We've seen situations where everything they do is to entrap. I mean, I've seen situations in Florida where it's like, oh, we're having a rally to protest whatever. Bring your guns. Hey, we're going to pro. No. Because they're just trying to entrap you. And unfortunately, we have some stupid people. You had people on January 6th that was at the Trump rally where he was giving a speech and said the things he said. Never once said anything about attack. Okay, but you had a couple thousand people there. Then when things started to go wrong, you had followers. And a lot of those people really didn't do anything. But they're in jail. Or they almost went to jail. So, what's the next step here? So, you had, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of everything is based around the internet and trying to convince people. Then, um, obviously, we had a lot of disinformation do- during COVID nineteen, and we could blame Trump for that because he there's things he probably should have done. And as far as Fauci is concerned, um, I understand why he didn't fire Fauci because the machine, the COVID machine was so strong and not just in this country, but throughout the world was so strong. The disinformation of trying to scare the public that had he fired Fauci, what would have happened? And I, and I'm going to just skim through this cause I want to wrap this up and I want to get to this quick breaking news, but the thing that bothers me about Trump is this, and this is the back on the COVID situation. He was so, I think he was fooled into believing because he, I, in all honesty, I don't think he knew one damn thing about COVID. He was just president. Okay. Just as much as you could talk about the 50 governors in this state didn't know shit about, or in this country didn't know shit about COVID. And like take DeSantis, for example. You had, I think of the 50 states, I think 45 or 46 of them did what they were told to do. Shut down two weeks to slow the spread, blah, blah, blah. Um, Kudos to the four or five states that didn't. I don't know them off the top of my head, but you know who you are, wherever you're at. But I look at DeSantis. I live in Florida. Okay. At the time when all this was going down, a lot of us, a lot of us were like, oh, shit. I was like, wow, this is serious. Right. After a couple of weeks, a lot of us were like, this is bullshit. It's bullshit. Um, this was prior to any vaccinations. I mean, obviously, there was a talk. But the thing that killed me about Trump was he was all on board with the lockdowns and slow to spread and and warp speed and all this stuff. And then you had governors like DeSantis who was like, we need to reopen. Now, um, you'll you'll hear audio of him saying oh you should get the vaccine um the difference was trump was quick to take credit for the vaccine and if you recall back then he was pushing once the vaccine started to to become you have him pushing the vaccine you have some of the governors and and whatever pushing the vaccine the left you even had Biden, you had Kamali, you had these people like, I'm not taking anything that this guy created. 
Not that Trump was in the lab fucking mixing up vaccines. But as soon as Biden won president, they were all getting rolling up their sleeves. And and that's when I knew that all of this was bullshit. That's when I knew all of it was bullshit. <laughs> when Trump was still president and hadn't lost to Biden, the vaccine, is, as far as the left was concerned, was bad. It was too quick. It was made too quick. There's no way this is safe. All right? I mean, think about it. As soon as Biden, quote-unquote, won, the vaccine was the best thing ever. Then, if you recall, after people started getting the vaccine and and we were threatened, right? Unvaccinated. It's going to be the, uh, the dark winter and blah, blah, blah. The, we were all going to die. If you weren't vaccinated, you were going to die. We didn't die. The people that did die were the ones that were vaccinated. Then they didn't want to take credit for the vaccine. They wanted to blame it on the prior administration. But I guess essentially the way I'm going to wrap it up is this. So if you aren't paying attention, the um, I don't remember what this video is. Let me play this real quick. As the Durham report makes clear, okay, so crime like no other. Seven years ago, I ran for office, taking on all of the corrupt forces who got rich, bleeding America dry. They got absolutely rich, so rich you wouldn't even believe it. Our agenda was a threat to the entire political establishment. In response, a group of unelected thugs in the senior ranks of our government, working with crooked Hillary Clinton, launched a coup attempt to try and sabotage our campaign, our presidency, our movement, and our country. Crooked Hillary and Crooked Joe Biden. You know, we switch names now. We call Hillary Lovely Hillary and Crooked Joe because we've seen so much. And James Comey and Andrew McCabe, Barack Hussein Obama, all of them and all of the rest knew that it was a lie, a total lie. It was a scam. The entire time was all a big hoax. And they put our country through hell. The destruction the Russia hoax caused to America is almost incalculable. It subverted our democracy. It weaponized our law enforcement. It stoked global conflict. And it wrecked countless lives. It provided the pretext for the left's war on our freedom of speech. Worst of all, the FBI and the DOJ, both very corrupt, have interfered in every election since 2016. And now they are interfering in the 2024 presidential election. Before your very eyes, there must be a reckoning. For better or worse, accountability for these crimes lies in the hands of the voters. The Durham report has made the stakes very clear. And now the choices are is either the deep state destroys America or we destroy the deep state. With your vote, we will remove this cancerous culture of corruption from our government. And we will purge these criminals from the halls of power once and for all. Our country is in serious trouble. We can't let this happen. Thank you very much. And then that was about two weeks ago that he, he recorded that. And then you have this today. Good afternoon. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations 
of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. This indictment was voted by a grand jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. And I invite everyone to read it in full, to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. The men and women of the United States intelligence community and our armed forces dedicate their lives to protecting our nation and its people. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. So you have special counsel for the DOJ talking about how intelligence agencies are the cornerstone of democracy and blah, 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 blah. The two organizations who Trump just called out two weeks prior for doing the things that they're doing. This will not end. And even with Trump voting, we need to destroy the deep straight, void voting, 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 voting. No, no, no. <laughs> Guys, when I say the things I say, I pray to God people take it seriously. I have always said it's a wonder that when Trump was president, no one ever tried to take a shot at him. And then something interesting I heard the other day was they they don't do that anymore. That was 1960s politic. Now, granted, they tried to take out uh, Reagan. I think that was more Bush trying to be president. But nonetheless, now they destroy your reputation. Right? They destroy your family. They're like the mob. The deep state is the mob without the killing. I think, and this person made an interesting point, if if they, the quote-unquote they, killed Trump, right? If that were to have, have or were to happen, he would be a martyr and you would have a revolution the size of which this country has never seen before. problem is is we don't have that mentality when it comes to the character assassinations that they're doing now now this whole thing that broke today or last night was based on the whole mar-a-lago situation and i'm just gonna say this about that he took stuff he took records he took whatever he took Okay, we've heard time and time again that if the president of the United States, whoever that person is, Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton, whoever, takes stuff, they take records, they take paperwork, they take whatever they take. Once the president magically can wave his hand and say, this is no longer classified, then guess what? It is no longer classified. If you go on Twitter, you're going to see pictures of Mar-a-Lago, and they're going to show uh, his bathroom with files in his, like, boxes of files in his, in his bathroom. Okay, whether that's real or not, I don't know. But the comments you'll see is, oh, this looks real safe. Okay, number one, it's no less safe than Biden who never at the time was president had the right to take any kind of classified documents but nonetheless no safer than his documents that he took sitting in his fucking garage 
unsecured or in the Penn Biden Center that, oh, by the way, was funded by the Chinese. No safer than, oh, they're in this office here or that office there. Forget the fact that he had no right to take them as a vice president. But we're not going to worry about that. We're going to go after the ex-president who has the right. And we're going to try and get it under espionage because he had nuclear secrets. Did he? And technically, even if he did, he has the power to wave them off and say they're not classified. Is it right? I don't know. I'm not saying it is. But if you're going to go after him for these things, then I expect an arrest for Biden, Obama, Clinton, and Bush. Because each one of them did the same thing. In the meantime, isn't it coincidence, or isn't it convenient, I guess you should say, that all of this all of a sudden came out the same time that you have uh, Comer from Kentucky pressing Christopher Ray for the documents going back to the Biden bribery scandal. Everyone's no one's talking about that shit now. You know, he, he wanted it fucking get uh, Ray on uh, contempt. No one's talking about that now. Magically enough. Here you have a sitting president of the United States who was taking bribes from the Ukrainian government who, oh, by the way, we've given a, we've given $100 billion to to fight their quote-unquote war. And no one's asking any questions. I shouldn't say no one, but very few people are asking any questions of, of any of this. As soon as Comer comes out and says, we need that document... And, and let's not gloss over the fact that the FBI has said we can't even tell you who the whistleblower is. We can't have this person come out in public because he could get killed. Who in the fuck's going to kill this guy? You mean to tell me that the Biden crime family is more dangerous than the Clinton crime family? This is where we're at in this country? We have no problem prosecuting or trying to prosecute a former president, for whatever reason we can find, in the meantime, your sitting president has done the same fucking things, if not worse, and it's like no bubbles, no fucking troubles. I'm sick and fucking tired of the bullshit. I need to know when the other 330 fucking 5 million fucking people in this God-blessed country can stand up and feel the same way as I do, because... Enough is enough. Enough is enough. You know, 250 years ago, we were so pissed off because the English crown wanted to raise taxes on the colonists. And we were so pissed off. We went to war over this, over taxes. Since then, we're taxed out the ass. Since then. And then we have this bullshit on top of it. And we're all just sitting here like nothing's happening. Because it doesn't. Because I hate Trump. It doesn't concern me. Fuck you. It does. It does. You can hate Trump all you want. I don't care. You cannot deny the fact that what is happening to him is bullshit. And if it was. If it was Trump as president. Doing this to Biden. You okay? Let me let me let's go in the wayback machine real quick, and I'm going to close out the show with this. If you recall, during 
the 2016 election. It was Trump versus Clinton, right? Hell, I had a, I still have the sign. I had a sign in my front yard that said lock her up or Hillary for prison. That's what it said. And that was all based around the whole classified documents on her, on her computer, which, by the way, I guess no bubbles, no troubles there. You know, when, uh, when a person that wasn't even kind of president had classified documents on her private server, that was fine. But the president, ex-president, can't do that. But the former first lady slash secretary of state, no problem. She can do that. The double standard is mind-numbing. It's mind-numbing. But could you imagine that once Trump won president, once he won the presidency, and all this bullshit was happening, Russiagate, and all this bullshit that was going on, if he had sicked the DOJ on Hillary Clinton and had her arrested or indicted or whatever over that bullshit, what would the left have done? They would have lost their fucking mind they would have been riding they'd have been taking it to the street what are we doing you got a couple of of dumbasses on microphone sitting here bitching about it trying to get y'all fired up but we're still sitting here if if this was by if this was a trump and this was trump's dog (laughs) dog if it was his dog if it was trump's doj okay sitting here doing this against Hillary or Obama, they would be taking the shit to the streets. But say what you want about Merrick Garland. Personally, this is, in my opinion, his revenge on the right. At least he has the balls (laughs) to go after this motherfucker. Sessions and uh, bar, ballless, Fucking no nut, damn low T, damn Republicans. We have no balls. We can sit here and bitch and we can sit here and complain and they're going to throw every single one of us in jail or kill us. Point blank. I pray to God that Trump wins. And I'm a DeSantis fan. Don't get me wrong. If I had my wish of wishes, I would say Trump president, DeSantis vice president, and a couple of these other guys that are in the mix, make them Secretary of State, you know, Vivek, you know, these other guys that are in the mix. Because I think they're all on the same side and we need to quit fighting. We need to focus our attention on the other side because they're focusing their attention on you guys. And if it's not Trump, it's going to be DeSantis and they're going to go after him too. Think I'm wrong. The reason I want Trump to win is because I want motherfucking heads to roll. I want him to come in like a fucking pissed off, cocksucking son of a bitch. I want him to be fucking Mike Tyson, 1980 fucking six, knocking bitches out in 30 goddamn seconds. That's what I want. I'm sick of the bullshit. Why don't you guys join me too? All right, guys. That's all I have to say for today. I'll be back on Sunday. It is June 9th, 2023. Hopefully, you guys are ready to run through a fucking brick wall. Let's take this shit out. Join the revolution, guys. Follow us at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Check us out on social media, Don't Tread on America, on Facebook, Instagram, and the TikToker. DTom underscore 1775 on Twitter. Please, guys, whatever podcast app you are on, 
listening to this right now. Follow the show, subscribe, and most importantly, share this with your friends. Let's fucking go. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Sunday.